0: Internet, we're back with another episode of Magical Boys. I know it's been a minute, but having met some of you at FlameCon, you guys are like, it's fine. We love you anyway. Which is so, too
1: nice, to be honest. Which is,
0: which is too nice. Too you, nice. Guys, you all are like, way, way too nice to us.
1: Because if I was y'all, I'd be like, what is this even?
0: I'm like, unsubscribed. Where the, where the fuck? Don't day the fuck is an episode.
1: Don't day the fuck, la
0: content. Well, here it is. You're getting a lot of content today. We're going to do it. Um, so we're back after a little breaky break. And we were just at FlameCon together.
1: Mm-hmm. Up in New York City. Oh, some of you guys stepped today. by and said hi and shared some sweet words. And that was, like, the best thing. Like, honestly, that was, uh, for me, I know. And I think I can probably speak for DJ on, DJ on this as well. We were both just like, oh, we really need to try to be better about recording and mm-hmm. make sure that we record an episode soon because we felt, not that you guys were meaning to do this but we felt so guilty <laughs>
0: yeah, because like folks were like oh my god we love the show so much, you guys are so much fun and so many other nice things and words and things that we were like fuck I was like, oh,
1: <laughs> people listen to this show mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now I feel responsible,
0: right <laughs> so here we are, out of obligation <laughs> <laughs> But we're back, and it's ex- and I'm happy to be back to sit with you and chat with you a little bit. And um, I guess we could kind of recap a little bit of a of FlameCon. It was really fun. Uh, we shared a hotel room together the whole weekend, which is great. Yes, it was. It was. It was me and DJ and my wife. Um, and, that, and that wife.
1: Yeah, and Aaron. Um, mm-hmm. Just just hanging out, eating New York food, and mm-hmm. God, we got some good pizza. Got some real good pizza. I got a really good, like, Locks bagel sandwich from Essa mm-hmm. Bagel. It was really good. I got pizza from Joe's, which I didn't even realize I walked in the place, but Joe's is the pizza place that uh, Peter Parker works in Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2. So I mm-hmm. was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got drunk and walked down to Times Square at, like, 1 a.m. Yeah. And for some reason, Forever 21 is open till 2 a.m. in Times Square. And I bought and way too much thought wear
0: <laughs> but it was all so good
1: it was all really good stuff and it was like everything was 30% off though it is that was like we tried to go downstairs to like look at the boy stuff and they're like no we're closing
0: and they're I'm like, like no you gotta go
1: how are you guys open till 2am and not just 24 hours <laughs> I feel like 2am is so late yeah we were talking were lo- to <laughs> one of <laughs> the poor employees <laughs> and like I'm back here in like 6 hours and I was like when do you sleep
0: yeah he was like yeah I'm off at 2 and then I have to be back here at noon
1: I'm like how Hmm. How was that legal? Yeah, that's not... A, it should not be legal. B, it eh, might as well be 24 hours. Yeah. And- uh, so I bought some jalapeno cheddar checks mix, <laughs> which is definitely a drug... I don't... We weren't even, like, that fucked up, I don't feel like. No, I
0: don't think that we were. I think we that we were, were just rambunctious. Like, really, we were, like, feeling really good. It was New York City. We're like, we're going to be out in about at 1 o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah, see what's going on. Because there's, there's still people the fuck everywhere in Times mm-hmm. Square, mm-hmm. which... Times Square is the
0: worst. It's a horrible place. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I kind of call Vegas the um, microtransaction city because that's literally, like, casinos are just, like, real-life uh, loot boxes. Oh, yeah. 100%. But with real money. Yes. <laughs> and it's, like... It's, it's just like, everything's always on. It's, on. it's on, it's on, it's on, it's on, it's hot, it's hot. Spend money here, spend money here, buy expensive food here. Get drunk over here and also spend money and probably come back with nothing. And Times Square is that, but it's, not, it's at least not bombarding you with like, please come spend all of your money. Well, it is, but it's not in the way like the like come gamble and spend all of your money away it's like oh look at all these attractions in new york city mm-hmm. at all hours of the day and night and you can walk into an HM or forever 21 after sharing a bottle of wild turkey and a bottle of wine and uh go in and can't. buy it i'm pretty we drink almost all that bottle of wild turkey <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> There was not a lot left, and that was like before FlameCon even started.
1: <laughs> well, because it was the only day. That was the, the Friday was a yeah Friday was the only day that we weren't like working. Right. Because we were going to be headed back Sunday night. Um, you were headed back Monday mm-hmm. until our flight got canceled on Sunday night. So then we also headed back on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were stuck at the airport for like eight hours. I don't want to. No. It's
0: a lot. It's a lot. It was. It, yeah our um uh, our adventure to LaGuardia was it's special. Hot, hot trash. It was, it, it literally was hot trash. Uh-huh.
1: It was terrible. It was yeah. rough. Um,
0: um, I don't know. FlameCon, great con. Love it. Love the community. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's have it somewhere different. <laughs> but, like anywhere. There has to be another hotel in Manhattan that's not in Times Square that FlameCon could be at.
1: Like, and again, it's, it's no, no shade that the people are running it. Of it's course. a great, it's a great convention. Has uh, like, I love it being this, like, queer-focused, uh, queer-centric thing. Mm-hmm. But fuck me, man. Times Square is just, from an accessibility standpoint, from an affordability standpoint, like, if you're really trying to get as many queers in there as possible. And, you know, a lot of people in our community, um, it, there's we do have a lot of people that have uh, uh, disabilities or that, you know, aren't making a lot of money. Um, uh, like a lot of like queer struggling artists. So like, why why put it in the most expensive? Like, for me, what was hard is like eating. Eating is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Just like it's so much just to eat in Times Square. Put us in Brooklyn where it's a little bit less. Right. Put us anywhere else. Yeah. Put us in a different. I'll, I'll go to Flam Con in a different state. Yeah. Let's have it somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Um, I was talking about it with a bunch of other uh, creators, and we talked about it too in our hotel room. It's it's like. We can't expect FlameCon to be everything to everyone and accommodate everyone's every every need. So, but I think that all of this brings awareness to is that there needs to be more events like this in multiple places. Yes. I would happily do like a FlameCon in the Midwest because mm-hmm. that way, like flights aren't nearly as expensive. Like I would I would be more than happy to fly to like fucking Cleveland, Ohio, or something, or yes. something, or like in Minnesota, like a, like min, like Minneapolis. Has, like, a pretty, like, legit comic scene there. As yeah, and as, like, Minneapolis is, heard?
1: I have some friends that live there, and they and love it. And it's nice. Yeah, super gorgeous, super cheap.
0: Yeah. That, and
1: that's, and truly, I think that's, like, a testament to FlameCon being rad, and also just, like, I was just seeing, there just need to be more queer uh, conventions, queer gatherings in in the scene. Because um, mm-hmm. everything else, like, about FlameCon, great. great. Have a great time. Just, just fucking move it out of Times
0: Square. Yeah, God, it's it's a fucking nightmare. Um, but yeah, we had a great time. It was a great weekend. We got real gross. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I we had a great time. Like it's always good when we can actually come together and like you know like be with each other in person and just like. You know, and just be weird in person. So yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's it's different. Like know, yeah, getting different. to hang out in person is way different. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good time. Um, but other than that, we've been back from FlameCon for like a little over a week or so now. I'm just kind of adjusting back to to real life. But isn't SPX coming up? SPX is
1: coming up. Yep, and Aaron and I will be at SPX. So <laughs> if you are in the Bethesda, Maryland area, which I think is where it is. Yeah, it's Bethesda. Um, I'm like now looking up Aaron's Twitter to see like where exactly we are because I think tables came out for it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, SPX uh W fifteen uh, I think is our table for SPX. Okay. So yeah, so come if you're in the Bethesda area, come on out, say hi, um, and uh and buy stuff from from aaron that's my rule if you want to say hi to me you gotta buy something for my wife because i'm a wife guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm a wife guy don't even look at me if you haven't talked even, to my wife
1: don't even look at me don't even i won't even acknowledge you until you buy one of her cute pins or stickers or prints uh so, no just come by and say hey
0: um you and then you'll probably want
1: to buy her stuff anyway because her stuff is great
0: it's really good um yeah. y- you know that thing that was going around that was making fun of those like like fucking like racist uh, rednecks shirts are like oh the the fucking shit on the back it's like it's like i drink beer i like guns i like america and i say offensive shit if you don't like it you can get out yeah what would your shirt say
1: uh god i always feel like it's like it's like like yes i am an anime fan and i and and i only drink bubble tea and like it would be like all of those fucking <laughs> things um but the thing is like i would mine would be that stuff um look like, and if you don't like it please don't engage me because i'm very socially awkward um but it, it would it would it would be uh the big dog mm-hmm. brand dog yes. it would be him saying it because yeah. i think that i'm Again, I'm too uh, I'm too socially awkward. Even for the shirt to be speaking for me, so I feel like I need the shirt to have the dog, be speaking for me. <laughs> um, and then I'm sure it was it would say something that's dog oriented, you know, like if you don't get off the porch if you can't run with the dogs, run with the big dogs. <laughs> I just like mixed three of those t-shirts together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Mad Libs. It's like it the is. best kind of Mad Libs. Yeah, it's like Mad Libs for... Uh, it's like Mad Libs uh, to define your personality by things that aren't actually a personality.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: this is who I am, and I define myself by the things I consume. Yeah. Calvin pissing on a Chevy logo sticker, slapping on my butt. Like, it's that's all it is.
0: Um, I found my because I, I had posted it on Twitter. <laughs> and it was like... Yeah, because always starts off with like a salutation of some kind. Is it so, "Hey, I'm a Sailor Moon fan"? Yeah, it, it's like "Good afternoon, bitches." I'm a comic book artist. I drink a lot of rose. I have a husband that respects me. I watch a lot of Magical Girl transformations and anime intros on YouTube. If you if you can't get with that, suck on a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, man. Like people are weird. People like, yeah, like it's so it's so interesting to me. When they get all up in arms about quote unquote identity politics, and yet they are the first to define themselves by things that literally are like not personality traits.
1: And also, you probably just spent like twenty to thirty bucks on a customized T-shirt that you probably saw an ad for on Facebook, right? Um, <laughs> that like you had to fucking plug in like your specific shit right. into, which right. is fine. It's like it's as fine, do it. Like that's like, and that's the thing is that like, would I wear? Uh, a shirt that had all of my shit on it ironically yes Mm -hmm. um but like the idea that there's just people out there like i i was having this conversation with a friend on twitter today um which we can talk about the news that spurred it uh, a little bit later Mm -hmm. uh that it inspired it but just the idea of like it's it's just something i don't understand when people are just like i'm gonna be an asshole like right. I like, cause all those shirts, the purpose of them is always like, this is who I am. If you don't like it, you can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I'm like, why, why would you ever, what, what breaks in a human that makes them want to be that way? That right. makes them want to be like, fuck empathy. Fuck you. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just, I don't get it. I just yeah. don't understand. I don't understand not just being like, oh, Hey, I might disagree with you. But, uh, like, I, we're all here trying to fucking live. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're, it, it, like, my, the most extreme version of that shirt I would have is, like, hey, if you're a fucking Nazi, you can die. Like, right. that would be the only, because if you're hurting people and, and spreading ideologies that harm and kill and hurt people, right. then, yeah, I don't got time for you. Um, but otherwise, it's just so weird to me. It's so it, weird to me to be that, yeah. that way towards people, that antagonistic.
0: Yeah, it's like... It's like, I'm going well out of my way to not have empathy for other people or even have the consideration that things that I can say or do can have an effect on other people. It's like, like you don't maneuver in this life without affecting other people in some way.
1: It's like, I just want to be a selfish asshole and not be held responsible for any of it and not have empathy. And not only do I want to do all of that, but I have to broadcast to you. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like one thing to be like, just be a dick. But then to be like, my t-shirt's gonna let you know. Um, like, I'm like, I dead. guess, thank you, so I can stay clear.
0: Right, right. It's like, I, I guess I appreciate you just putting it out there for us to to know and see, so that we can just, you know, walk the other way. So, I just congratulations. I just wish I had,
1: I just wish I had, had that t-shirt company idea, because I could make all sorts of money. I know, I know. Like, just taking money from people that I don't like, which sounds, sounds amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh but um yeah i don't know what <laughs> i don't know what spurred that thought in my mind to have that happen you know we
1: got guys we got ideas about things
0: we've got True. opinions
1: and feelings about things
0: you know and that's what makes a podcast you have feelings and emotions it's, <laughs> yes. um what what is it what's that a what's that a expression that I, I heard it recently it's like um three guys in a room isn't a conversation it's just a podcast yeah pretty much yeah
1: well, we're only two of us, but
0: mm, okay. you know, I'd rather have like more women and more and more like non-binary folk on the show to be more interesting than you know. Um, that'd be good. That'd be good. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this DJ. is the podcast about video games and anime and manga yes. and all that good shit in between, <laughs> and about those shitty t-shirts and about those shitty, shitty t-shirts <laughs> that getting... racist white men like. It's the very world. specific. Very specific. Yeah. Um what are you what are you playing? I kinda of have an idea of what you're playing. I'm, if you talk to me about it.
1: I'm just playing I'm j- well, I was. Yeah. RIP. I'm just <laughs> playing Fire Emblem. Yeah. And only and like I, Sunday, which is yesterday. Uh what's wrong with my brain? I was just like <laughs> Sunday. I'm like, that's yesterday, Reuben. Today's Monday. Today is Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I've I've I was uh, blasting through fire emblem i finished it i beat it yesterday at um 60 hours which is good that's mm-hmm. that's for a, a, a rpg that's about what i want mm-hmm. the thing is that like i would imagine there's probably at least another 40 hours for both golden deer and blue Lion if i want to do those those stories mm-hmm. which then that becomes too much for me where i'm like oh god um but it's great fire emblem was great there's, you get a bunch of little, uh, without going into spoiler territory, um, you get like a bunch of little, uh, you will get like any characters that survive, I guess, by mm-hmm. the end of it, that are part of your, your squad, your house. Um, you get little, uh, you get little, like, almost like at the end of like 80s movies where it's like, so-and-so went on to blah, blah, blah. You get little like a uh, prologue story stuff to read about those characters. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute. Yeah, some of them end up together some of them like just end up friends but it's like how it's just it's really nice it's really fulfilling um the story was really good obviously i did the black eagle uh, route mm-hmm. which there's two black eagle routes technically i think that that's the only route that has two like a route within it mm-hmm. um, uh, which is like yeah right right before the time skip happens basically if you play black eagles before the time skip happens you have a uh, you have a big decision to make that drastically changes that route. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, making it so there's four routes in the game and not three. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm again, I'm a wife guy for Edelgard, so <laughs> it was ride or die. Honestly, like, it, if you play through that game, people were, like, immediately, like, oh, Edelgard's a fascist. Yeah, she's, like, the closest thing in that game to, like, anti-authority, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, she's the least... A cop. Like, yeah. Dimitri's the cop. I Dimitri would say. is the cop of the three. Dimitri is the cop. And then I don't even, like, I just love that, like, Klob's just like, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Here's me and the Golden Deer just in the mystery machine solving mysteries. <laughs> um, So I, I kind of want to go play through the other routes. Okay, what I wish the game did is the bulk of that game is before the time skip, I would say. Mm hmm. Maybe it's half and half, but to me at least, it felt like I spent more time pre time skip than post. Especially because post skip is far less social stuff that you're worried about. Right. It's more like battles, um, like big important battles. Yep. Um, and I wish that... Because there is a new game plus mode where you have access to some things that help you kind of play through the game a bit faster. Mm-hmm. But still, like I was reading what they are. It, it seems like it would still take you a bit. Um what I wish that game did was at the time skip, like at that moment that you could go to a, like a a new game plus that starts there. And it just lets you like auto, like give me a way to auto do all of the school, all the pre time skip stuff. Right. Like give me, let me see the like important cutscenes, support, get my people all support level to like some threshold that I can complete their supports post time skip if I want to. Yep. Because the story, for the most part, like everyone's kind of on the same path before the time skip. Mm-hmm. You do different things, but for the most part, like they're very similar, from what I understand. But then post time skip, everything's wildly different. Okay. So like, I don't necessarily want to play 30 hours again of like being a teacher. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure will make make it like so that I wouldn't be as invested in like those students. I don't know, but I would love just to be able to be like, cool. I want to see the other side because what the game fails at doing. And I love it. It's really good. But what it fails at doing is that there are story threads that exist before the time skip that depending on what house you're in, you just don't fucking know what happens. Right. Like there's characters like there's a character that just like disappears and my my story stuff never addressed it. Oh, like just disappears. And my story stuff never comes back around to it, really. Um. And there's a couple instances like that. And that happens in every single route. Where it's like, oh, this thing? Oh, you just don't ever find out because it wasn't, like, part of your squad or part of your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that said, such a good game. Uh, it's a little bit too easy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, I think one of the biggest apprehensions that I had going into into Three Houses was, I'm like, ooh, like, I'm, like, okay at strategy RPGs, specifically Fire Emblem and... Um, Valkyria Chronicles. I'm like, oh, I'm okay at these games. Mm-hmm. I know that like, if I were not a dummy and were better at strategy RPGs, there are probably things that I could do to kind of optimize and you know, and like, be better at them. Like Brandon's really good at like, like, understanding mechanics and how to kind of like play the game and max and, and min max all the things in in, uh, in RPGs, and I am not. I'm very much invested (laughs) in the characters and the stories and all of that stuff. And I'm like, oh, I need to get my characters at least to like a decent enough level to be able to at least like fight the boss. But I haven't really ran into any like major difficulty spikes at all in this game. I've only only used uh, Divine Pulse like twice. There are like, I never, I
1: got Game Over once in the game in one of the last Actually, it wasn't one of the last fights. It's one of the... Uh, the game has a thing called paralogs. Yeah. Which paralogs are the same thing as auxiliary battles, but they have story. Uh, they have, like, sto- they're, they have, they're not core story information. Yeah. But they're usually, like, story that fleshes out a character. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have a character that has to be a part, uh, or has to be on, like, in the fight for that. Um, And there was one paralogue that focused on a character that I didn't... I wasn't really actively leveling that much. And... The usually in a paralogue, the win condition will involve like you can't let that unit die. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you're playing casual, you just can't let that unit die during the battle. Yeah. Um, And it, it's it's a fight where it puts that unit like across the map next to a big monster <laughs> mm-hmm. and the rest of you are not there. So it was like me having to I think I, I ran out of divine pulses trying to figure out how the fuck to keep her alive and get mm-hmm. my people over there fast enough to like make things work. Yeah. Um so it was more it wasn't so much that it was difficult as much as it was just like, oh, here's someone I didn't level very much, that I can't this fight just makes it so that they're like immediately in serious danger. Um but I got it like after dying once, I figured it out and got it. Yeah. Um and Divine Pulses for me were always just like, Oh, I made a stupid mistake that like one of my again, playing on casual, like yeah. one of my characters died and I just didn't want them to be dead for the battle. Yep. Yeah said so go back and just res them like already like go back before they died and that was it it was never like i have to yeah um so definitely like if you don't want the stress of playing classic where you just completely lose characters forever uh i've heard a lot of people say do casual uh do hard mode casual yeah um because you can drop down the difficulty from hard at any point you want to you yeah. can't
0: you can't bump go it from, up to hard you can't go up to hard you can go down from hard to easy
1: yeah, only once though. So yeah. you can like, you can only like once it's that easy or normal or whatever. Then it's just that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No, it's it's good. It's just really it's really simple. And I kind of wish there's a part of me, like part of me likes not worrying about a lot of like RPG combat mechanic things. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's still some stuff where it's like flyers are really susceptible, uh, susceptible to arrows yeah. and this and that. But like, unless it's just shit the game doesn't talk to you about, I kind of miss like. Picking different elemental spell abilities that have different effects versus this and that. Like there being like any elemental stuff at play Mm -hmm. doesn't appear to be a thing in that game whatsoever. Right. Um, so there's like, there's slightly deeper things I would like to see them do to make some of that combat a little bit more interesting, Mm -hmm. a little bit more like Final Fantasy tactics style in some ways. Yeah. Um, but that said, I was, I was there to be a good teacher (laughs) and, and romance, uh, uh well I guess not a great teacher. romance one of my students after the fact.
0: After yeah, the fact. after they were you know they were done with school and older Like after, five years later.
1: Yes, you can't you can't s rank anyone. Like it does not allow you to s rank anyone before the time skip. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, for me, it's I've been really enjoying. I'm only about twenty hours into it. Um, just because like I I picked it up like a couple weeks. After everyone else did, mm-hmm. um, and I'm doing the Golden Deer route, and I'm having a great time. I love, I love Claude. I love my yeah. little. I love my my yeah. Mystery Incorporated gang. Um, they are they are <laughs> a bunch of really good kids. Um, yeah, I, I kind of. I mean, coming off of the heels of like, let's say Persona Five, especially with having like that the calendar system. At first, that kind of gave me a, like a touch of anxiety because I'm like, ooh, here we go again with like this calendar thing, and I have to really be, I have to really pay attention to, to X, Y, and Z, and da 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 da, and this and that. But it's definitely not nearly as intense as Persona is because no. with, with like Persona, like you could really like, like if you didn't like either play with a guide or have played previous Persona games in the past to really kind of understand. How the calendar system works and how you can really fuck yourself over from being able to like maximize a character social link or confidant ranking. Like you could really like screw yourself over from either getting really key components in those games or just or like actually being, you know, really good and really well off for the rest of the game. So I'm glad that um Fire Emblem, it's there, but you're only really interfacing with the game. When, on the calendar when there's either like a mission on that day or a special event on that day, and then on like the weekends is when you can like go and teach, and and then that Sunday or Monday is when you like, like actually do the teaching of the courses and all yeah. that stuff. So it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty streamlined in that regard, I guess. It's really chill to be it's honest. Chill, yeah, and like, and you
1: you'll find your rhythms where it's like every month is when like there's new explore content to mm-hmm. talk to people every month at the beginning of the month Mm -hmm. so it's like usually you'll start your month out you want to go explore and then usually like week two i would usually go battle if there was something special going on right or like and then i would maybe i would maybe explore twice in a month Mm -hmm. if i was trying to do like very specific things like um and like dj was saying like it's it's hard persona is so easy to like fuck yourself out of like seeing everyone's story because of not getting the support rank high enough, basically with your confidants. Mm -hmm. This is pretty like, if you just like grind and make some money and buy gifts all the time and give them to people all the time and plant seeds and harvest flowers all the time, you just gift spam people. And for the most part, you will see like most of the support conversations, Mm -hmm. if not get them to join you, which like I took, I took all of Dimitri's class. (laughs) except for to do, cause you can't, you can't recruit to do. Yeah. But so literally Dimitri just would walk into an empty classroom. Um, <laughs> just, I just love the idea of like, <laughs> like the year, the year is going by and it's like golden deer, everyone's in their class. Cause it's it, it, on the campus. The three cr- classrooms are next to each other. So it's like, Hey, the black eagles are hanging out here. Gold uh, the golden deer are hanging out here. Blue lions hanging out here. Literally week one, Sylvain leaves, blue lions to come join the black eagles and then slowly over the course of the next six months dimitri and to do just walk into class every day and there's like less and less people (laughs) like even i like i even like trans uh, even uh uh, got um the teachers of the other groups to join me which i mean like they're still teaching the other houses but they fight with me so like (laughs) yikes and then Golden Deer, like, I think I took at least three or four people from Golden Deer. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, so it's just like, hey, guys, have a good time, I guess, with, I don't know, these fucking random soldiers you have to hire out for, these mercenaries you have to get. Mm-hmm. So I took all your fucking students because they were just like, oh, man, I really want to learn from you, Byleth. You're amazing. And I was like, fuck, yes, I am. It's like That's right. Come to I had me. to save all my children. There's a bunch of there's the uh, Golden Deer has a couple precious people. And so does uh so does blue lions. There's like at least like two precious people per per group.
0: Mm-hmm. Just my my baby girl, Lysithia. My baby girl. Uh Lysithia's uh she I'll I think became
1: her. my strongest character. I will protect her at all costs. She is I I dumped there's a bunch of like one time use items that like give you one time use boosts, mm-hmm. uh consumables. And I dumped so many into her in Edelgard. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Lysithia just became, uh, like a magic tank where mm-hmm. like she was, she could still like, didn't have a lot of HP, but she did way more magic damage than it, like by large amounts. Yeah. Would just wreck everybody. It was great.
0: Yeah. What a good game. Yeah. I'm, after I'm done recording, I'm basically going to play it for the rest of the night. Do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really fun. in that battle theme It's real good.
1: Uh, both, both, if you haven't gotten to the, uh, paralogue battle theme, no, not paralogue, the auxiliary battle battle theme it's so good as well Mm -hmm. it's really nice oh
0: yeah the auxiliary battle theme is good
1: it's like really synth ish it's really good
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that that's a really solid game so i really think for like nintendo's first foray of having a fire emblem title on a home cons on a quote-unquote home console system again they pretty knocked it out of the park there are there are a lot of like visual things that i don't like about fire Emblem three houses like the these like Those stretched out backgrounds are bad. The textures, the textures on some of the fucking like character models are real bad.
2: Some of the clothes are
0: real bad. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really curious. I really want to know. Developer diary. What the fuck happened there? Yeah, like I feel like I feel like Fire Emblem could have been pushed out another six months, and it would have looked really fucking good. Like, but then they wouldn't. I mean, because they have they've had so many solid titles come out this summer that I don't. Think that Fire Emblem coming out as soon as it did was necessarily a good or a bad thing? Like, it's it, the game is perfectly fine. The game is fine. I'm I'm having a great time. I just think from like a polish standpoint, when you look at a game like Astral Chain that comes out this week that looks really fucking good, and then you look at like Smash, and then you look at like everything else that's in the the product timeline for for Switch this year. All that stuff visually looks really good. I feel like there's like a level of polish and quality that's happening across the board and all those things mm-hmm. and three houses looks okay like the char- like they 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 definitely spent some time with the character models, but like if there's anything that i c that I can say just in general that I'm not a super huge fan of are silent protagonists like it, yeah. is, it was so weird coming off of coming off of um uh, Fire Emblem, uh, if or whatever the whatever the one was on the three D on the on the three DS the last uh, one of the
1: awakenings there is also uh, what is the birthright one? and it's conquest birthright.
0: that's what yeah. it is yeah birthright and the other version of that
1: yeah birthright conquest conquest and then I think they released Revelations is that yeah
0: Revelations or? is the third version of that game yes yeah, so those games all had lead characters that you played as that had personalities, that were fully voiced, and all of that stuff. So it felt really weird coming to Three Houses and not having that same kind of relationship with the protagonist. So when I think about what... I mean, I already know how people feel about, like, oh, there's so many Fire Emblem characters in Smash Brothers. Well, there's seven out of a roster of 70 characters. Like, let's mm-hmm. be serious. Um, but... I wouldn't want Byleth to be the representative of Three Houses in Smash Bros. No. Because, like, other than her being the player character, there's, there's, no, personality. there's no personality there. Like, no. I would rather you... I'd rather it be Edelgard. Honestly, mm-hmm. out of all of them, even though I love my boy Claude, I would rather it be Edelgard. Because I think, one, she is the most popular out of all the three. Characters in three houses, and she has a different weapon. She doesn't have a sword. Like, she has an axe. So yeah, it would be, it would be really interesting cool to, have... to see
1: how they build a kit for an axe user, because I don't right. know if anyone else is an axe user in that game.
0: No, no. Yeah. Um, the only character that has an axe or throat that has an axe is the, uh, the Belmonts, because they throw mm. an axe, but that's mm-hmm. only, like, one move that does one specific thing. But yes. it'd be interesting to see them put, like, Edelgard in that, in the game, and how she would fight against the rest of the cast and also I underst- i'm just down for more women in smash so
1: yeah That's i understand fine. the point of silent protagonists in games i mean from like you know gordon freeman in half-life mm-hmm. um link is silent though i i'll argue against the fact that like link is a silent protagonist in zelda but link has personality right like link has like feels a certain way about things that happen yeah link is kind of goofy usually like mm-hmm even though it's supposed to be a self insert and link is silent and that's the reason why you have some protagonists rights that you can more like fully insert yourself into the role. Like link is imbued with a lot of personality. Right. Um, I don't think byleth is at all Mm -hmm. like byleth's reactions are really, really flat. Yeah. Um, I would have much rather, and like byleth is voiced when they say things on the battlefield and things that happen on rare occasion. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'm also of the same, this is actually this was this critique, uh, is a thing that like Austin Walker was saying was was what made Astral Train uh, not click for him in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, besides like the combat not being quite great in, in his opinion, but just the fact that the protagonist doesn't have a personality. And I don't know. I'm I get it. I just personally I so much more. Look at Mass Effect. Right. Mass Effect's yeah. One of the probably like biggest hyper immersive like role playing games to ever mm-hmm. come out. Shepard is a character. You get to make your Shepherd version of Shepard, yeah. And they give you enough, like I think they give you enough choices and enough uh, uh, latitude to like move between good and evil or yeah. however you want to play it to make your Shepard feel like a self-insert enough. Mm-hmm. But Shepard is still a character, is a character and a person who has like voice lines and talks to people. And I just want that.
0: Yeah, because like you could like so making the comparison of that to Smash Brothers again and we talk about Joker being put in Smash, like, Joker has a lot of personality. Like, yeah. um, especially in the, in the, like, auxiliary content for Persona, like, like in the Persona 5 anime, and mm-hmm. then in, like, the Persona dancing games, he still has a very, like, a very, like, he's a has, like, a stoic personality, but he's, but, like, you, I still feel like you, again, like you were saying about Mass Effect, like, you have options of things that you can say, but they're still very much in the in the vein of that character. Yes. It's like it's your it's your your decision of what he gets to say. Not mm-hmm. really. He's not really like a self insert. Like you just have more control over how he responds to things.
1: And even then, like I would have preferred, honestly, if Joker was a character in that game. Yeah. Like I would have preferred if Joker like talked in headlines and, had yeah, lines. and like that and that I control. But like that joker still is a character because i really i don't know man i i really don't i really hate having these weird conversations with other characters where i'm just like well okay like you're i like you and what you're saying but i'm not i'm not really responding or you're like the other characters responding to nothing Mm -hmm. right they're responding to what i'm saying but i'm not hearing it and it's a weird disconnect that i don't for me just doesn't work um and has never i've never felt like it really really works especially in a game in a game that's first person, makes a little bit more sense. Right. I don't even see myself. I'm right. always that POV. But in a game that's not that, yeah, I don't. I just don't like it. It's it always feels weird to me.
0: Yeah, like for me, and I've talked about this before. I think on the pod and have mentioned that I'm a person that's not opposed to games being linear. I don't view linear, quote unquote, games as a bad thing. I mm-hmm. think I think a quote unquote linear game. It, to me is the the developers and the creative team had a very specific story that they want you to experience and these are the these are the parameters in which you can experience a story are there opportunities where you can kind of like meander off and go do other things like yeah like Final Fantasy 10 for instance like it's a very linear game still so like whenever people make that argument about Final Fantasy 13 it, it doesn't hold up for me um they're saying that oh it's very it's it's so linear it's so linear it's like well play 7, play 8, play play any of those numbered Final Fantasy games up until 15, really that they all kind of have this narrative that kind of, it's telling a story that you are going through this experience and you get to do things and interact with the world and that's fine, I don't have a problem with that, and I think that the silent protagonist thing works better in like in like an open world game where you're literally making your own character, so like a thing like Fallout, that makes more sense to me like, oh yeah totally
1: yeah. i think that i think that works for me yeah. like where you're where you're literally like character building from the ground from up 100 percent. Right. yeah i mean i think and even even then i still i think overall because it's just yeah. more narratively in me yeah. i think i always for the most part prefer to be a character
2: mm-hmm.
1: but in something like that i agree that makes more sense um mm-hmm. i think with fire emblem is that like so many of my favorite moments, moments of that game would be two characters talking. Like yeah. when you see other people's support conversations, mm-hmm. like uh, Dorothea and Sylvain are both really interesting, funny characters, That and like L- Lysithea as well. Mm-hmm. Like you just have these characters who always have conversations that are like really good moments. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, as Byleth, I never got to have that moment You're with never get, anybody. Yeah,
0: you don't get to engage with the characters in the same way and have them. There's characters. no chemistry because no your person's there. not talking. Right.
1: Like, right? Um, and so that's why, like, it, like I, like, obviously you can pick a relationship. And so I went after Edelgard. But, like, nothing about, like, outside of my own, like, me shipping the silent protagonist of Byleth with Edelgard. Mm -hmm. There is nothing about those characters that feels like spark or charming or like that makes me feel more of that. And I want that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Like I definitely wanted more, more of that in, in three houses, but yeah, like all, all things aside, like love it, love it, love it. Been having great time. I love me some anime battle chess. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's real cute. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what future installments of Fire Emblem games looks like. And I think we talked about this over the weekend, but I I like that this game is still very horny, but it's horny in a different way. And yes. I think it's because of the characters the characters are designed from a completely different in a completely different lens because one it's a female artist who has a, who has more of an otome game background, which yeah. there's a different sensibility there, and I think that there are a lot of characters that are still very attractive and very interesting, but in a very different sensibility. And I really like that because I think that Fire Emblem needed that for a while, even though I 100% love, 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 love Yusuke Kozaki's character designs that he did for Awakening, um, the other two, the other three games, and um, uh, the the mobile one. And the mobile yeah. game, like heroes, heroes. yeah. Um, like, I love his art. Like, I love, I love the art. I love when he touches anything visually. I love it. Yeah. Like, like, da- like, I'm, like, uh, Damon X Malcinos looks great. Like, like,
1: I'm down for horny it. art. I'm down for, for sure. It.
0: But um, it was nice to kind of have a different perspective on it, and mm-hmm. one that came from like the female gaze because we kind of got to see. I feel like we got to see different layers of male characters that were softer in, in different ways than they were in previous Fire Emblem games. At least yeah. at least as far as I'm remembering them, um, I like I really like there's still very similar, like anime character archetypes that are in this game, but like I actually like don't hate the men in this one. Except I only for so, I only for, like, hate Lorenz. That's the except, only character for Lorenz, I hate because he's fucking trash and fuck his super haircut. He's um, a
1: fucking shitty MRA. He's terrible. God, he's the worst.
0: I fucking hate him. Um, that's I mean, if I was playing on casual on a classic mode, like if he went, I wouldn't be sad.
1: He didn't. He didn't. Okay, so obviously, like after the time skip, this isn't a spoiler because it's like what the game is. You obviously end up fighting like other the other houses after the time skip, right? Mm-hmm. I was so pissed because when I fought uh, the, like, fight that's against his house, he didn't show up on the battlefield. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I beat, like, because, like, the, the uh, some of the fights, it's like, kill everybody. Some of the fights, it's like, just kill the general or the generals on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very strategically attempting to not kill students that were on the battlefield already that were people that I liked yeah, and just end the battle. And he never came on the battlefield. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited for Lorenz to get out here. Because mm-hmm. I absolutely will kill him. Right. Because <laughs> he's the fucking worst. He's the fucking worst. I hate him. <laughs> um, but I think you're right. And that's honestly, like, I, 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 almost, I almost kind of hope that the next Fire Emblem, like, we get high-key horny again. Mm-hmm. Just because I just, I, I like it going back and forth. Yeah, I, I like that this I do was do like, see- like, softer horny. Still very horny, but softer horny. Otome game horny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also, like god what's your name from fucking not from awakenings from i think from birthright oh
0: are you talking about my wife camilla camilla yeah like my wife okay like i'm okay for us to have camilla again yeah i would give me big like after this nice refreshing change give me big titty purple hair camilla riding on the fucking step on me destroy me and step on me with her like yeah and then slice me in half with her axe i'm down like yes yeah love that love love that Um, I'm not sure who the artist is of Shadows of Valencia was um, Mm -hmm. which is the which is like a remake of one that that was also on the 3DS after Birthright and Conquest came out yes Uh, this is not good radio Valentina Shadows of Valencia what is that Fire Emblem game called Um, Mm. Shadows of Valencia Um, whoever the artist is of that art's real good Mm-hmm. The art is really, really, really cute. And I I think that I would love to see that kind of sensibility um, imagined, reimagined in, in like the power, with the power of the Switch. So that'd be cool. My brain
1: is also just like, just put this fucking game on Switch. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm why, team... why, why, Why'd you release it on 3D? Right. Don't do anything with the graphics. You don't have just, to, like, it can look it. the same. Just
0: port it. Just port it. It's just fine. put it on Switch. I'm team put everything on Switch. Like I, I mean, same. I, I I like I don't care. Like, put it on there. Um, and yeah, like I, yeah, give me more Fire Emblem. I want more of this in the future. I want to see where they take the next Switch Fire Emblem game, which probably won't be for another two to three years at this point. But I would love to. I would love to see another take. I want to see what Shin Megami Tensei Five looks like. We'll uh, we'll get
1: a if you buy the like season pass. I think we're getting uh, another, like, a new campaign thing, like, Ooh. sometime next year. Okay. I think is what it is. Like, they're doing, like, smaller things, but I think we're getting, like, a, a whole, like, new story part of the campaign. That would be cool. I'm um, And I do wonder, people are wondering if it's a, um, like, basically what Revelations was. Mm-hmm. Because I think Birthright and Conquest were, like, basically, like, this side or this side. Yeah, it's like Pokemon and- Red and Blue. And Revelations kind of like you could do what I think people online call a golden path. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like the like have, you know, choose both in a way. <laughs> the centrist? Fire Emblem centrist? Uh, Fire Emblem, yes. Fire Emblem centrist where, uh, you know, both sides can be bad. Um, <laughs> both sides have pretty good ideas. Get the fuck out of here. Um, so I'm wondering if that's going to be, I kind of hope only because I love all of these children except for Lorenz. Fuck em. Um <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of hoping that there's going to be, uh, let's see, okay, yeah. So the DLC, it's sometime in 2020, we're getting additional score- story content. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that story content introduces a golden path, yeah. like, where it's like, hey, well, this is like, which would be a lot, yeah, because it would basically be an entire new back half of the game. Mm-hmm. But also the way that the way that um, the Black Eagles route ends, yeah. It could just like literally. What's wild is that, like, if you if you read about the difference in those routes, where my route ends, Golden Deer goes past my route. Oh, okay. Like Golden Deer does some shit, like fighting a completely different the group of people that the game talks about in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like the uh, the slither in the dark or the, those that slither in the dark that they talk about every so often. Yeah. Uh, that comes up. Like that is shit that in Black Eagles. Is talked about happening after you end your game. Oh, wow! Versus in Golden Deer, you actually go do that shit, huh. as well as I think Blue Lions might do that shit too. So it's it's wild to me that like my game, I never like actually address that evil, whatever that evil is, yeah. like in game, which is wild. Um, but anyway, I'm hoping it's going to be at least something for that, um, mm. or just let everyone be friends.
0: let everybody be friends. Just let me be friends, except for Lawrence, because nobody likes him. Yeah, he's the worst.
1: Let's see. Uh, what are you watching, DJ? What am
0: I watching? Um, I'm watching? As always, I still think the best show of the past, technically two seasons, um, of anime is a uh, Demon Slayer.
1: I have to catch oh, up. Oh my I'm so god, behind. it's
0: so good! It's so good. Um, I'm I'm imagining that it might be ending in the, uh, ending at twenty six episodes.
1: I think it's twenty six is what it's what they currently have. Which there's way more manga. Oh. There's like hundreds of chapters to go. Yeah. But it's I think they're ending at twenty six for now. Which is good. Take this time which is, off. Which is keep it looking good. Just,
0: it's fine. It's fine. I I just don't want it to stop <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's so good. It's so compelling. It's it it's beautiful. Like and it's it's sad and like wonderful and exciting and uh, and tragic all at the same time. Like oh my god, this is a Shinobu Stan account. <laughs> <laughs> she is everything. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um man that's that show just continues to blow me away at every moment and again another manga and anime that was created by a woman like it and it i i'm honestly speechless at how good the show is so if you're not watching demon slayer do it um i'm pretty sure it's going to get a dub and i think funimation is going to do the dub and that's going to be on tsunami
1: Mm-hmm. That Shinobu is that bug bitch. That's who she is.
0: Yeah, she's the one, the, the, the butterfly girl. Yes. That, that, yeah. that butterfly.
1: That butterfly. Mm-hmm. That's who she is. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I
1: think I think Toonami's getting it. Um, they just haven't, like, they're not simul dubbing it. Yeah, so yeah. It has not happened yet.
0: Um, I know that they're also about to start airing Dr. Stone, which I'm also watching.
1: I need to I need to like I'm like a couple episodes into Doctor Stone. I'm still not sold on it.
0: It's really slow. It's so far it's been really really slow like in terms of like pacing and what and what the show is going to be, but like it's just interesting enough for me to keep watching because I'm like I feel like the show it's it's setting up to be like pretty interesting. Like the mm-hmm. whole like stone world concept and them like trying to rebuild the world, you know, like Thousands of years later, after after everyone was turned to stone, like how do you revitalize civilization, but not without any of the confines of like the of, like the previous our modern society at that time? So I'm mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see where that show goes. But it's like it's it's like seven almost ten episodes in, and it's like I feel like we're still doing a lot of setting, establishing, and setting up. And and while Demon Slayer has you know, it's gonna do probably like 26 episodes and stop, and then another 26 and stop, and so on and so forth. Like, I feel like they were able to establish what the world is, what the rules are, what's happening, and what's at stake really fast.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and not fast in a way that it doesn't feel well-paced, but fast in a way that keeps you going and keeps moving the plot forward in a way that's enjoyable and gives you enough information while still, like, leaving a lot of mystery there to find out what's going to happen next. So I've heard that that series pops off eventually. I heard that what uh, Dr. Stone or yes, yeah. Dr. Stone. I hear that it does pop off. So like, I'm waiting for the pop off to happen. I'm, I would like to see it.
1: Yeah. Just like, will I, will I give enough, like, will I care enough to watch like until that however happens. many episodes until it
0: happens. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I'm also watching, uh, um, Hi-Q because I think seasons one through three are all on Hulu and it's also dubbed. And so I've been watching that while I work. And it is so good. Those are some real good boys. Uh, love those good volleyball boys. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So if you're looking for another good sports animator watch, if you're not already watching Haikyuu, watch that. Um, also watch Run With The Wind. Because what I liked about that is that it was uh, surrounded around college boys. Because I feel like a lot of the shonen the shonen sports anime stuff typically falls on like middle and high school a lot. So it was cool to kind of see it with like 20 somethings. Mm-hmm. So it, I really enjoyed it for that. Um, watched season, uh, season three of Shira, like pretty much in two days. Because it was only six episodes. um, Oh, we watched all of it last night. It is amazing. It's so
2: good. It's
1: really, like, that show, She-Ra's been good. Yeah. But season three is, like, another level.
0: Season three really popped off. I feel like they, the first two seasons, like, season one needed that room to kind of establish the rules of that world and also still be really compelling. And then season two starts to really like start setting up the stakes, and then season three we kind of get into a lot more of the lore of that world and where Adora comes from, and it's all really good. It's all really, really, really good. Season three is horny too. Season three is very horny.
1: Season three is like real fucking horny, real sapphic for sure too. Mm -hmm. I was just like, look at all these beautiful gigantic muscular women.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was great. It was really, really, really good. So I highly recommend that and then I started watching Canon Busters um the show that LaShawn Thomas has been working on since deviant art days like mm-hmm. I remember just following him since I was like in high school and the work that he was doing and him like coming up with the concepts for Canon Busters and seeing it change over these years and then it finally exists now as an animated property from from Japan, and I mean, it's, I mean, it's insane. Like, it's crazy, it's crazy what can happen and what's possible. Um, I think that with, you know, the way that we can create things today, it's so cool being able to see people that aren't Japanese be able to maneuver and work in that world of Japanese animation but to do it with a Western sensibility mm-hmm. is really cool. Like, we've seen products like that over the years. Like IGPX was like a collaboration between Cartoon Network and production IG that was on Toonami. Um, that was back in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and then we've seen projects come 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 up. Like even though it wasn't animated in Japan, but clearly Avatar: The Last Airbender was definitely something did very much in um, in. Western I, West, a Western take on something that's very much inspired by anime and manga, even though the majority of that show is animated in Korea, it still has that same sensibility. So it's really cool to kind of see that this has become that anime has become accessible in this way that allows creators that aren't from Japan to be able to kind of put their own their own stamp on it in a really cool mm-hmm. way. Um, and Cannon Buster is really, really feels like it fits right on in with like the tri-guns and the cowboy bebops of of that uh, time of shows like that of that time period um it feels like a love letter to those to those shows and i've really been enjoying it a lot
1: yeah i need to check it out i haven't looked at it yet yeah um i've heard mixed things about it um but mainly because i think it's it being a love letter to those shows Mm -hmm. seems like that's like very much just how that show feels. And if you're into those shows, then you might be into it. And if you weren't into those shows, you might not be right. Right. And that's Um, that's
0: where I think probably a lot of the criticisms might come from because it's like, yeah, if you really don't like those shows then like, it's definitely not going to be up your alley. But I think just like I was saying before, like the fact that like LaShawn Thomas is as like a black man being able to kind of like, mm -hmm. like kind of like get not only have a seat at the table, but to have his own table and to create something like this is remarkable. So it's it's pretty cool. So that's on Netflix. Give it a shot. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So that's what I've been watching. But what about you? Um, watching
1: Fire Force, which I might drop. Honestly, it's I like was like so uh like excited for that we all stupid show, and it was looked good. And then like here's the thing: the thing that everyone really hates about it, is they introduce a specific character who's basically just there for fan service. And it's a thing that, like, I went, I was like, does this keep happening? Does it happen constantly? And according to, like, the synopsis I read of uh, the series going forward, like, every time she's around, the fan service stuff happens. Mm -hmm. I am less less put off by the fan service that has happened in the anime than I am by something like Melodious, where it's like, Melodius is like willful, willful like grabbing people yeah. <laughs> and and uh, assaulting people basically, uh, whereas this is like the accidental anime fan service. Oops, my hands on your titty. Oops, my hands on your butt. Mm. Joke. But it's a thing that's like they're like oh this person has this like weird passive curse that just this always happens. Um which the, I don't know if the show ever tries to say is a real thing or that's just like her excuse for being really clumsy. Mm-hmm. Um that said that character's cute. I wish that wasn't what that character was about right. and that that character's design wasn't just to facilitate that. Um especially in a show where Maki is like this awesome jacked female character. Yeah. Um what's really just gotten me down about keeping up with fire force is the battles are terrible. Yeah. They have and So the powers are interesting. The way people have powers are interesting, but like they just had a fight with uh Arthur who is the, the one of the guys who uses like a, a plasma. Yeah. Like it's his flight. It's a flame, but it's a plasma sword yep. where he's like getting his ass kicked and he's like, man, why am I off my game today? Wow. This is so difficult. Wow. And the other guy's like, "Oh, you're not strong at all." And then he looks down at his hand. And he's like, "Oh, why am I holding my sword in my left hand?" And he puts it in his right hand because he's right-handed. And then suddenly he just fucking murks the dude. And I was like, "This is what? What happened?" Mm-hmm. I know that there's like an ongoing joke that Arthur has like intense dumbass energy, mm-hmm. and so that's I think the joke there. Yeah. But it's like, if I watch Shonen, Shonen fights are supposed to be about like be about like, how do I overcome? this they're like puzzles right yeah it's how do i figure out how to beat this character how to like figure out how they fight and how i can counter it like that's what that's what makes shonen fights good or interesting Mm -hmm. and i was like okay well that's like a dumb joke for a dumb character whatever they just had another really big important fight between the main character shinra and the captain of one of the other like fire squads yeah and it's a fight where like she has an ability to that basically immobilized like he can't do shit and it just gets he just like explains it away Mm. like there's no like him having to like think around it basically like she she causes air around him to heat up so intensely that he gets vertigo Mm -hmm. and so he can't like use his fire fire which again they don't explain very well um and he's like oh well if it's just that like if all you're doing is like basically giving me vertigo that's just in my mind And I'm like, well, that's not, I mean, it's not, not, it's not really how, like, (laughs) it is your brain. That's not really how vertigo works. Like, it is your brain, but it's not just, like, a a mental, psychological barrier. Um, And then, like, he does, he says that, like, he's going to overcome it, and then he doesn't. And I was like, cool, I'm glad that his stupid idea didn't work. Right. And then, unless I really miss something, he just decides, like, to be like... I'm just gonna really—it's like the guts and hard work part without the hard work. He's just like ah, just some more guts, and then suddenly it doesn't affect him, and he wins the fight. And then suddenly that character who's been doing like heinous scientific experiments, um, and like who has an interesting backstory, who's an interesting villain, just everyone's cool with her all of a sudden, and she becomes good, and she suddenly kind of has a little crush on the main character. Uh. And I was like, I fucking hate. Everything about this—it's yeah. the laziest of like Shonen writing. Yeah. Um, so I don't—I don't know if I'll keep up with it after this because I was just like, it's just—it—it it be, it became so not interesting in every way. Yeah. Um, watching that, uh, I watched the first episode of Vinland Saga, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to watch more of it to see if I'm like really into it. Um, but it's just—it's anime about Vikings, so. <laughs> That's really all it is. Yeah. Um, Wasteful Days of High School Girls, I watched the first episode of, which is very funny. I need to watch more to know if I'm going to, like, stick with it. Um, also, I made an analyst, uh, analyst, or a- A-N-I-L-A-S-T dot co account. Mm-hmm. It is, I will say, it's real stupid, but I there is something I do enjoy about, like, watching a couple episodes and then going to my analyst account and updating, like, my progress of, like, I've watched this many episodes. Mm-hmm. And, like, giving them little ratings. Yeah. So, I have this database of just my own anime watching habits that if, like, a friend asks me, like, hey, what should I watch? I can just be, like, here. Here's my here's analyst. A linked, here's my analyst with, with my, my... And, like, people use uh, other anime sites to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, Like, I've to remember the one that's, like, probably the bigger one that everyone uses. But, like, analyst is, like, set up. The UI is really nice. hmm um, Someone made a third-party app that ties into it. It's really nice. Cool. And I was like, this is dope. Um, but uh, the show I watched, like I mentioned, she season three is amazing. The show that I'm enjoying the most right now, though, um, without having caught up on Demon Slayer and Dr. Stone, is uh, The Demon Girl Next Door. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's on High Dive. So if you have VRV, you have it on that. Um, it's just really cute. It's just really really cute and funny. It's really funny. Like it's it's just about um it's about a girl who one night she's like basically told in her dream she's like hey, uh, your ancestors were demons uh, and your family has a curse on it. We're uh, you basically like you guys can only like make so much money every month. You're basically like cursed to be poor for forever <laughs> and your family's going to be poor for forever. Uh, and we're going to awaken it's the time for your like your demon side to awaken. So she wakes up and she has like a tail and horns and they're like, cool, you need to find a magical girl and like sacrifice her blood on your dark altar and break the curse. And the only other magical, the the magical girl in town ends up befriending her. And so it's like this thing where she's like, I'm going to fight you and beat you. But she's the main character is so pathetic and so weak. And the magical girl is very put together. And so it's like them becoming friends And as the story goes, it's, like, becoming not more serious, but they're doing, like, what was just goofy initially. They're doing more, like, sweet character work. Yeah. That's like, oh, this character's, like, really sad in some ways, so I'm really glad that they're becoming friends, even though they're supposed to be, like, at odds and be, like, mortal enemies. (laughs) Um, It reminds me of season two of Umaru, where, like season one was really funny and silly and season two is that but season two is way more about umaru's relationships with all the girls and it's just really it's just really wholesome it's really cute it's like not too horny for the most part uh like there's a couple like outfits i would say they're kind of horny but otherwise than that it's just like pretty much a pure cute comedy and it's just really good like i super like very very highly suggest it it's definitely the, the one thing that i get like Exc- that I'm current with that I get excited about nice. I will be there with Demon Slayer when I get caught
0: up to it man you gotta you just gotta like sit down and watch all of Demon Slayer
1: <laughs> I know That's I know man. I gotta it's I gotta find time I gotta like I'm trying to watch it with Erin cause she loves to watch mm-hmm. it but she can only watch so much stuff in Japanese at once oh yeah yeah right now cause it still fucks their head yeah. uh, cause of the concussion stuff from a year ago yeah. Um, and uh, so so once there's a dub I'll absolutely immediately catch up mm-hmm. cause she loves it yeah it's, wow, <laughs> that Lisa, that Lisa opening, yeah, oh that God, it, it fucking
0: pops the fuck off. <laughs> that opening yeah, really pops good. off so hard. Um, yeah, man, uh, there's a lot of shit out there to watch. Oh, mm-hmm. um oh yeah, one other thing that I'm watching. um It's it's not anime. Um, what? Well, the two th- yeah, what there are actually two things that i'm watching that aren't anime um so the one thing that i am one of the two things that i'm watching that's not anime is um a black lady sketch show it's on hbo mm. it's mm-hmm. very good it is so fucking funny and it's one of the first shows to have one like an all black cast of, of comedians about all- black female cast of comedians and an all black female writing right write, uh, writer's that, that's like, awesome it's it is incredible, like the show. Like it, there's been three or four episodes at this point, and the jokes, like there are, there's like continuity. So there's there's like ongoing jokes that go through the entire series, um, and then like there are little Easter eggs of like other of from like bits from bits and pieces of other of other jokes and bits from the show, like like kind of peppered throughout the like the backdrops and everything of other of other skits. It's really, really funny. Um, it's really, really good. So if you do have HBO Go or HBO Now, definitely watch a Black Lady Sketch Show. It is so good. Um, definitely watch that if you have that app or have someone that has. I log in to have access to that app. Um, and the other- do you want to hit this like? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. You're still doing the watching thing. No, 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 no. go ahead. What were you gonna say?
1: No, 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 no. You because I was moving on to something else. Oh, okay. So you. What's the other thing?
0: Cool. So the other thing that I'm watching that every God. Everybody needs to watch this. Like, I will... This is a hill that I'm willing to die on, and I think other people will die on it with me. Um, Are You the One is this uh, queer dating show that's on MTV. Um, Previously, I think this is the eighth or ninth season of it. This is the first season where everyone in the cast is gender-fluid. Um, what well, they um, in terms of who they're they're sexually fluid, I should say, um, and of who they're dating. So before it's like, oh, are you the one? It's like it's a whole bunch of straight people. So it was just like, oh, there are like uh, eight guys and eight girls, and it's a matter of finding which two are a perfect match. And. Basically what happens is like you get you're in this house of people and then you they have like little like mini-game challenges or whatever, but you're trying to find your perfect match because the matchmaker has has set up each of them as as a pair, but they don't know who it is, so they have to find out through getting to know each other and all that stuff on who their perfect match is. And with this, now that now that it's all like sexually fluid people, it's like, oh, anybody could date anybody. Anybody could be a, could be a perfect match with anyone in here. So, it's been crazy watching watching all of these like queer people be in this like messy reality television show, which like I I've said it on Twitter a lot a lot before like we have like great, prestigious, beautiful like queer representation of shows that are coming on Netflix and in film and various various other things, but I still want like messy, like, reality television shows that feature all queer casts. So having a show like Are You The One to where it's, like, it's messy and everyone's queer and everybody's just kissing everybody is great. I think we need both. I mean, like, it's it's cool to see the show deal with gender identity and gender expression, and also there's um, there's a contestant that is trans, and was very open about talking about being, being trans and going through his transition his transition, and, you know, all this and all that stuff. But also just being, like, super in charge of his own body and being, like, you know, being kind of a fuckboy, which is kind of amazing to see that. Because <laughs> uh, we don't really, you don't really get to see stuff like that on television very much. So it's, it's a mess, but I love it. Um, there is a contestant on the show, um, their name is Basit, and Basit is, like, my icon, my queen, my everything. Love, love, love. So if you have MTV, or I think you can watch it for free on, like, MTV's website, um, or it might even be, like, on Hulu or something, uh, try checking out Are You The One, whatever the most current season is, and it's called, the subtitle for it is, Are You The One, Come One, Come All. So... That can be taken in multiple ways. Everybody's coming. Everybody can come everywhere. Mm. Yeah. So watch that. That's the other thing that I'm watching, and and I'm done. So what, were you mo- what are we going to? What you going to? Mo- what were you uh, going to move us on to, sir?
1: Oh, I just say. Okay. just say we can just. Uh, we'll grab this one news item really quick, and then we should move to questions. We have oh. questions from our 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 Discord. Yes, absolutely. Um, so there's a, a rumor. Yeah. Because uh, there was an Amazon listing that got posted, and then quickly taken down for a nintendo switch overwatch themed case Hmm. that power a which makes power a makes lots of official peripherals third-party peripherals for things Um, and this is like a normal thing i think they've made like plenty of other uh they make a bunch of controllers for the switch and uh and like everything um they've made like i think mario and zelda themed switch cases so this is like very like blatantly 100 is a overwatch one yep so it seems like overwatch for switch will probably get announced soon mm-hmm. the big question i would say is probably like well let's see when's blizzcon blizzcon blizzcon's november 1st yeah so i would guess i mean you might say a nintendo direct but i feel like this is more of a blizzcon announcement honestly yeah
0: i feel like they uh, they would announce that at blizzcon um unless like there's, like, this intense pressure, like, oh, well, that, that leak already happened, so I guess we need to figure it out and get ahead of it. Um, well, I don't know, but, and yeah, I'm, who knows?
1: And it's, I'm cu- it's curious, too, because I know um, this would make sense timing-wise, because BlizzCon is, like, I don't think announcing, I, BlizzCon's going to need to announce, like, there's probably going to be, there's, I, I imagine there might be a new Diablo announcement at the next BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that, at least last time I looked at rumors, Overwatch 2 is a thing that's in development, but it's not a Overwatch 2 in development as a, like, I think a narrative FPS game. Mm -hmm. Like not a big uh, multiplayer team shooter. The idea I think is that Overwatch will continue to live on as Overwatch forever as Blizzard tends to do with stuff and just get updates and new characters. And Overwatch 2 is going to be uh, basically like what we've been getting... Uh, or, or an expansion of the idea of what we've been getting with the, the little story mode missions. Yeah. Um, but it'll be a full-ass game. Yeah. So it would be, I think, a really smart thing to be like, hey, you can now play Overwatch on everything, pretty much, mm-hmm. except for mobile. Um, but all your consoles and PC, you can play Overwatch. And because that, that's not like a big enough announcement. Yeah. It's a big announcement, but not big enough. And then also announce, or at least reveal, Overwatch 2, like something early from mm-hmm. it. Um, would be my guess at BlizzCon. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. I don't know if I have a reason to play Overwatch on the Switch, but...
0: Yeah, I don't know if I would play Overwatch with Joy-Cons. Um, no, I would like, never. Like, like, I'm trying to, like, would I actually play Overwatch in handheld mode? Hmm. Probably not. So I don't know if that... You were, you were just doing the kombucha girl yeah, face like, where it's like... Hmm, you know
1: what? Well? well no. Well? <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I, I I own that game on Xbox, PC, and PS4. Yeah. I don't. I just don't see. I could. I, I could see like if I was playing local, like if it was like local land party style shit with people. Yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I'm all for you know hashtag put everything on Switch absolutely um, absolutely do i i i i worry what that game's gonna look like on the switch i mean i think that it, is gonna look okay
1: so they're putting i think witcher 3 was announced yeah, on the switch right good. okay so the thing is like and again the, the engines are different all this stuff is different but like witcher 3 is such an intense graphical game yeah. that like i think that overwatch won't look Great Mm -hmm. on it, but I'm not that worried about it. The problem is that they're gonna want to run it. They're gonna want it to run at 60, which is gonna be the hard thing to me. Yeah, so I'm
0: I'm curious as to what if that's what's gonna happen, what that's gonna look like. But um, but yeah, that was the only news item that I felt that was even really relevant for us to even really talk about as of right Um, now because there was I looked. There's
1: other news stuff. I alluded to the 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 Iron Fury shit from earlier today, which if you're if you're online, you've probably read about it. Um, the, the the too long didn't read of it is basically uh, Ion Ion Fury, I think, is the name mm-hmm. of the game. Ion Fury, which is a game that uh, was put out. Uh, the developer and the public developer Void Point. I think 3D Realms published it. Um, there is like some. Uh, there's a like really intensely homophobic. Uh, there's a slur that was like hidden in. Uh, I think some of the you would have to like it was hidden in a level like you'd actually have to like hack through the geometry in the level mm. to get it uh, if i remember correctly like a secret area as well as a uh, a play on uh like there's a shampoo bottle somewhere that says ogay in a play of like on Olay, mm-hmm. basically um, and they had said that they would remove those things from the game um they removed the homophobic slur from it um they aren't they kind of like walked back and they're not removing the O'Gay gay shampoo bottle thing um because basically they got review bombed on steam because people were just like oh free speech blah 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 this and that mm-hmm. um also more, if you dig deeper into it i think people there's like discord chats from some of the developer people or uh let's see uh, yeah i on freely developer who goes by his handle Terminix on steam uh, and had appeared to be had taken part in a discord conversations criticizing sjw's feminists and trans people like it just sounds like some of the people that worked on the game are real pieces of shit yeah. <laughs> or have at least really shitty uh worldviews and uh, once again i think people are hiding are using are using first amendment rights to justify being an asshole right. And that's, that's when I mentioned that earlier, that's mm-hmm. what I was talking about, as far as just, like, it's wild to me why you'd want to be like, oh, well, I should just get to say what I want to say. Fuck who it hurts. I'm like, no, you should think about who, at least really consider about who it hurts. Right. And then, you know, if you still find that the words that you are saying or the thing that you are need to say is vital or vitally important to your art, mm-hmm. then, you know, by all means, still say it, whether or not I agree with it, at least, like, take it into consideration. Yeah. Um, but the idea of, like, you know, basically, like, doing it to own the libs, more or less, is just... I just don't get it.
0: I just don't get it. And, like, people need to actually read what the First Amendment is about. And then, also, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequence. Absolutely. So, like, yeah, you can... You, you are more than welcome to say whatever you want. Um, that doesn't mean that you are entitled to that job that you have like if if they deem that it doesn't align with their with their values as a company you can be fired for that and that is not infringing of your freedom of speech because they're not telling you that you can't say what you want to say but they can say you know what this doesn't align with our values you're out and I mean and like there's
1: there is like there is so much gray area in these things uh, especially like whenever I try to turn it around and be like okay if it was something that was coming after me and my thoughts on these things Mm -hmm. and like more you know progressive ideals about them uh, it's difficult, especially when it's like doing these things can become precedent right. for establishing law, because that's how laws are made and upheld, right. is by looking at precedent established from other cases. Mm-hmm. All of that shit. All of that to say is I just don't understand people who are like, Yeah, I'm an asshole. Like part of my personality is an asshole. And I'm just like, that's wild. To me, that just means you're lazy and you gave up on trying to be a good human. Yeah. Like, if that is if that is who you want to be. Like I get if you're like, ah yeah, sometimes I can be I can rub people the wrong way. And I don't try to. But like, you know, I'm just I'm very blunt and straightforward as a person sometimes. And, you know, uh, not everyone is super into that. I kind of get that. I can be blunt. Yeah. Um, But when you're just like, nah, man, I love to like trigger people. I'm just like, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong with you? What? Like, what broke? What broken you? um anyway that's uh, that was news that i saw that our i think our uh our community was talking about Mm. so i figured we'd touch on it Mm -hmm. um but now with all that dj let's go to a quick break yeah and our discord chat has given us so many questions we haven't had a show uh, in so long that they've really gotten out of control in there so i feel like we need to make sure that we answer um their disgusting questions
0: yeah definitely (laughs) let's take a quick break and we'll do that (laughs) okay Hey, folks, we're back, and we're going to answer your questions from our Discord server. Oh, uh, yeah, let's hop right
1: in here. First one from Orkpegging, um, which, funny enough, username Orkpegging, one of the mildest questions we have this week. Um, what on Disney Plus are you most looking forward to watch? Um, okay, I'm going I'm to get to that real quick. Yeah. I just, I just want to put it yep. out there. I just want to put it out there really yep. quick. As someone who I know, when Disney Plus launches in November, I think, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm gonna pay the seven or eight dollars a mm-hmm. month for the content, mm-hmm. because I'm a terrible hypocrite. Yep. But also, fuck Disney. Yep. Like, f- just just fuck fuck a company owning everything. Everything. Yeah. Because it's 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 bad. Yeah. Like it is it is bad for for art. It's bad for artists. It's bad for creativity. It's bad for so many things yeah. for one entity to own everything, as well as like. Disney is one of the worst, uh, uh, basically like, uh, most trademark and copyright law stuff. Yeah. Disney's like the main reason why so many things aren't uh public domain. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for Disney, there are lots and lots of characters and things that anyone would have access to make creations with, mm-hmm. which I think overall would just mean that there would be like, would there be lots of like bad shit out there? That sucks. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. But there would be way more interesting and diverse voices uh, that could have access to make official uh, official works or works that could be sold commercially rather agreed
0: um so that said i'm going to i'm going to yeah that's it i'm 100% getting disney plus and i'm already paying the i'm already paying for the commercial free version of hulu and that's yeah. 12 99 and I think Disney Plus has an option because they also are have requir- acquired the rights all the stuff from Hulu as well. So
1: yeah, because I think they have they have like uh, they have a majority share in yeah. Hulu after they bought Fox. Yeah, because what happened there. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, like, Disney Plus is gonna have all of the Simpsons ever, and I'm someone who will just put Simpsons on just randomly whenever mm-hmm. because I like I know there's at least like six to eight. Seasons of The Simpsons, where I know almost every episode by yeah. heart. It's what I grew up on. It's like my, one of my biggest comedy uh, the influences, formative inspirations. Yeah. So, like that, that alone, um, that's great. Um, for some reason, Aaron wants to watch all the High School Musical movies.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, um, I which is they're not bad. Absolutely, because okay. So, what's surprising to me? I what's very surprising to me, given for those of you that listen to the show that know my husband personally. Um, he didn't grow up watching the high school musical movies. They're good. Yeah, right. They're good. Uh, bet on It is right, a bop. Bet on it is a bop, and we are gonna I'm am I'm putting I'm saying this on the record right now for because I know that my husband's gonna listen to this. We're watching all three high school musical movies. We'll do we'll do a high school musical rewatch. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I it was like I'm not I'm not remotely interested in whatever that new high high school musical the musical the whatever Oh,
0: thing. oh I am. It's real though, I right? am. Isn't yes. the thing
1: real where it's about an actual high school where the high school is putting on high school musical. Yes.
0: Okay, did you, did you I'm not crazy. The, did you watch, did right? you watch the trailer? No. Watch the trailer. <laughs> it's good. Okay, but I'm not crazy, right? That is what it is. It's a movie.
1: It is a real high school that is doing high school the musical, the musical at their so school. So
0: the show is called High School Musical the musical, the series. I feel like I'm on drugs. I yes, <laughs> I'm I'm dying. Um, but I, I it looks good. <laughs> we watched the trailer and I really want to watch it. Um,
1: oh. I just want to see what's his name, Zac Efron, punch some water off a, at a golf course, yeah. get real on his emotions on. But so I, I'll watch that with Aaron because it's been I mean since it's been f- f- twelve twelve mm-hmm. years maybe fourteen mm-hmm. since I've seen those. Um, I'm excited for the Mandalorian, like all the star Wars stuff. That's like side star mm-hmm. Wars stuff. I'm excited for, I'm excited for all the Marvel I'm shit. for the Marvel shit. We, we got, uh, Ms. Marvel's happening. We're getting She-Hulk, mm-hmm. we're getting Moon Knight. Um, and it's been confirmed that those are characters that can cross into the MCU movies. Yep. Like it won't be that weird Netflix Marvel division anymore. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for all that stuff. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm excited uh, for that too. Um, two things oh the you, I'm sorry I don't I didn't want to cut
1: you No off. no no that's I think that's all I can think of I'll talk about Um of.
0: two things um we are getting new episodes of The Proud Family on Disney oh. Plus Oh So okay. that was 100% my shit on Disney Channel um and also we're getting a new Lizzie McGuire series and Hillary <laughs> Duff is reprising her role as Hill Hill. Lizzie McGuire but of her Uh-oh. as like A 30 something millennial navigating life. So it's a show for us about us. No health insurance. No no health insurance. (laughs) No savings. No no savings. Will never own a house. Working multiple gigs, a slasher. So she's like a a blogger, slash
1: gig economy,
0: slash (laughs) yoga instructor, slash influencer, slash whatever. I'm watching it. I will be tuning in 100% to that. Um, I'm also excited just to have like access to like again a lot of the Disney Channel content. Um, I hope that we get like Goof Troop. Hope that I get oh. like Tailspin. Give me the whole Disney Afternoon block. Give me, give me the whole Disney After School Special I, block. Give me all that shit. Uh,
1: honestly, if they if they give me all the Disney Afternoon stuff, because uh, I think I've told the story before, how Erin is she was born in 1990, mm-hmm. um, which isn't like a big no. gap. We're four years yeah. apart. But it was enough that she just didn't know about Disney Afternoon at all, so I had to explain DuckTales to her, and she was like, "What?" I had to explain more so than that because DuckTales is like was kind of like in the in the general mainstream. I had to explain Tailspin to her, and she was like, "You are lying to me." I am like, "No, Tailspin is real. It's Baloo from Jungle Book, and he's like sort of Indiana Jonesy cargo pilots." (laughs) So I am like, "If we can just if I can make her watch some of those, and she can just be really like see that they're real." um oh just wait what is this on my, my feed disney plus three-year subscription is 140 dollars for d23 general members what the f- i guess i guess it's i mean that's a disc bitch,
0: i might <laughs> like, i don't know. i
1: mean three years of it that's a like i don't, I, uh, mm, this, I don't this does make me think about getting rid of netflix though because netflix is like 17 18 a month for the ultra hd
0: shit that oh, i have on God. it
1: that said though i forgot to mention it before i watched the new invader zim in enter the Florpus. It's so I, good. That's,
0: I've only heard amazing things about it.
1: It's so good. It's like it is. It's just like watching. If if it's like it's not that thing where like you go to watch something from your teenage days and you go, oh no. Like it feels like it feels like how you remember yeah. it. Like when you go play that video game that's really old and you're like, oh, this looks terrible. I thought this looked good. Yeah. It's like you go back and you play the game and it looks the way you remembered it looking. Yeah. Um. It's very good. Um. That said, yeah. I don't know Netflix. Might be on the chopping block soon. Mm -hmm. Might have to turn to a life of crime and die
0: of things again. (laughs) A life of crime,
1: yes. A life of crime. Uh, Let's see. Oh, this is a question from Umeboshi. Um, Let's see. Well, okay, i uh, not sure when you guys will be recording next, but I thought this question, uh, I thought of this question because I'm turning 30 soon. And now you guys are in your early 30s. How do you feel about the shift from anime and manga being somewhat fairly niche and obscure to now being super mainstream? When people in our age group, I'll say basically anyone born 85 to early 90s, uh, were in high school teen years slash teen years, not many people knew about it. And there would only be that one group of anime kids and the whole school. So, what do you guys think of it being something super popular now as opposed to something for weirdo nerds who carried around stacks of manga in our backpacks and traded anime DVDs after class? Okay,
0: so I have I have a lot of thoughts on this, um especially as the the founder and president of my high school's anime club. Uh-huh. Um I love it. I I love that anime and manga is so accessible now. Um I love that something that has informed a lot of my inspiration as an artist um and even some of my my own like my own personal comedy and the way that i tell jokes and stuff like that a lot of that stuff comes from my love and reverence for all those things and i love that it's becoming that it's so accessible now that it's not limited to people that can afford to go to fucking suncoast and pay $45 for a VHS tape of two Ugh. episodes of Evangelion. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that you can pay $17.99 or whatever the base subscription model is for Netflix and have access to year- generations worth of content from Japan that's both in English and in Japanese is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the kind of person that loves when I get really excited when people are getting into a thing that I've loved for years and are experiencing it for the first time. I Because it's like, man, I wish I could go back and experience those same feelings again, like I'm seeing it for the first time again. Because it was, those emotions are, memories are formed from that, those, and those emotions are, are usually all really warm and fond memories. So, like, one of my coworkers. workers um, just started getting to, this is an anime related, but one of my coworkers started getting into RuPaul's Drag Race for the first, she'd never seen it before, but since seasons one through five are available on Amazon prime, um, she's been watching it. And I'm like, I'm so excited for you to experience this for the first time. Like just being able to like, welcome to the fold of all the crazy, goofy, dumb queer jokes that came from that show and how that's kind of informed pop culture in some way is really cool to see. Um, I love that people can enjoy Sailor Moon now because before, like going back to anime, um, I love because like, like before, like you, we you couldn't find anything Sailor Moon at all in the U.S. Probably from about night from two thousand and I want to say five up until twenty fifteen. So it was about ten years we didn't have. Any, well, about nine years, we didn't have anything like Sailor Moon related until Viz got the license to the anime series and Kodansha opened up a, an office in the US to bring over their own comics to the US. So, when getting being able to like share the thing that I love so much with other people is a great thing. It's a wonderful thing. Like, I I hate when people are like, if you can't name 10 characters from Dragon Ball Z, you're not a real anime fan. I'm like, what kind of fucking dumb bullshit is that? Like, why can't you just be excited for somebody that's experiencing Naruto for the first time? I mean, just because you've been watching it since 1999 and downloading torrents of that show that took a couple of hours, if not days, to download a torrent for one episode doesn't mean they're any less or any more of a fan than you are like like mm-hmm. i hate people that are like that and i love that people have access to all of this stuff today and get to enjoy the things that i love too but have a different frame of reference for it and have a different different feelings on it than i have because they don't have that same longevity of that relationship and that love for that same thing so it's great to kind of see the discourse for certain things as they come back around in pop culture again
1: yeah, it's, it's interesting, like, I mean, same. I think we feel very much the same about yeah. this. Um, the thing, like, I, I mean, I 100% will admit, like, I miss and will always miss that, like, that aspect of the culture is gone. Right. Like, that aspect of, like, having to, like, really, like, find internet friends that you've never met in real mm-hmm. life and having these tiny, really close-knit communities. Like, but that's that's not just, like, with anime, that's nerddom in general right. and that's also just how internet usage has right. changed right social media has changed that like i don't think like it, it seems like and again i'm not i'm not a kid uh, anymore um but it seems like most interaction if even if you have like online only friends now comes from like snapchat instagram like it's mostly all social media oriented the thing that to me cl- most closely resembles old internet like forum culture is tumblr right And people left, I mean, there's still people on Tumblr, which is good, but people left Tumblr when they got rid of the porn. Um, Understandably so. And so there's always going to be a part of me, I think, that misses, like, the culture of you've never met any of these people ever, but they're your best friends because you all like this one thing and you joined a forum that was about this one thing. And then, you know, one night you got up the nerve to not just post on, like, first you joined the forum, but you didn't post. And then one night you got the nerve to actually like post or make a post in the forum and then like felt like that was okay. And that was a step for you. And then one night you got up the nerve to join like the IRC chat for that community. And then suddenly you're in there chatting with people in real time. Like that was definitely, I think my evolution of like dipping my toe in and becoming part of an online community and then making friends that were like into all the same shit that you were into and no one that you were at school with were into it. Um, because things were so segmented yep. that could exist. You could have these little cubby holes of the internet where that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a thing anymore. Right. Like, un- unfortunately I think that, that sort of thing only really, really exists. Um, if you're into bad shit, like, right. Cause, cause, cause most everything, like if you're going to be a fucking like shitty white supremacist kid and you want those little, like a, that little corner of the internet with your other shitty white supremacist friends, like, For the most part, though, you can have communities like we have our Discord community that's amazing and it's queer and everything else. Um, But most of these things are becoming so mainstream Mm -hmm. that it's just everywhere. You don't have to like dig. You don't have to dig for it. And so I think that there is something that gets lost in that like the magic of finding those communities. Mm -hmm. But I think especially for people that are like us that are part of minority groups, especially queer, I think that like thankfully there's some of that magic that we can hold on to hold on to because like queerness isn't mainstream yet you know um i think nerddom and fandom is of course it is the biggest movies in the world are fucking marvel comic book movies right now everyone plays video games now um those are all things that are like super mainstream but being queer being part of the lgbtq community isn't that and that's i think the only that, that's the only community that I, I find online that has that same feeling yeah. of like, oh, I found a little group of us. Yeah. like And that's 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 that feeling that I think is like really special that eventually just won't be a thing and there'll be another version of it. Mm-hmm. Every generation, I think, probably deals with this as communication changes yeah. where it's like, oh, we used to do it this way and it was so cool and so much more rewarding. And it's like, mm, it it was for you yeah. because it was a thing that was harder to find. Right. There's no reason for the next generation to do it though when they have it better. Mm-hmm. So that's all I hope. I just hope that everything keeps being easier and better and more accessible for everyone mm-hmm. to find places where they feel like they belong. Yeah. That can keep people from falling into the cracks of the internet, because the cracks of the internet is where all the bad yeah. shit is, and people get radicalized in bad mm-hmm. ways. Um, and so I'm glad that all that stuff is easier to get a hold of. Yeah,
0: and like, and I think like the closest thing, I get, um, and if if you mentioned the I apologize. If I if I for whatever reason missed it, I think um, we still kind of get little glimpses of how of like. Of like older internet, before like pre-social media, almost. I think Discord kind of has that same feeling. I think Discord kind of yes, feels yes, yeah. feels like like a more closer knit individual little communities um, by having. It's just IRC. Just, yeah, it's just IRC with a be, with better UI. Um, yeah,
1: it's just nice IRC, which is exa- exactly like when I was talking about like f- making that leap from like posting on a forum daily, yeah. right? Like it's it's similar here, right? People listening to our podcast. Yeah or seeing us on Twitter choosing to make this leap into the community by being on the discord yeah. chat. I think that really, and I think that's why discord also just like has a good vibe for the yeah. most part. Are there shitty communities? I'm totally. Sure yeah. But like, it's one of the nicest places. Cause it's like, it's about forming communities of people that are all into the same right. shit. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm glad that we still have some aspect of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Um, and I think, um, for how, like, talking about, like, a platform like Twitter, right, to where it's, like, everyone has access to everyone. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no, like, division of, like, who has access, unless you have a locked account, like, of who has access to you. Um, Mm -hmm. So, for better, for worse. Um, So, I like that... Like, like Like, Discord, to me, feels like, I'm inviting you guys over to my house to, like, to hang out. Like... As as I, kind of it kind of feels like that like oh I'm inviting you to this mm-hmm. like the special the special little like get together at this place like just for these group just for these people because I'm I'm choosing to invite them into this world of mine or into this community and I like the way that that feels because I feel like there's opportunity to have more more nuanced conversation and more meaningful conversations um, because the platform allows for you to communicate in that way. Like a platform like Twitter doesn't allow for, I think, meaningful interactions, unless you're like, well, like super. Uh, well, I don't want I don't want to discredit like anybody having meaningful interactions like through like ads at each other on Twitter, but like it doesn't operate on the same way. Um. So I really, I really like Discord for that, and mm-hmm. yeah, like I I wonder what the internet's gonna look like ten years from now, how we communicate with each other. From now, like if Facebook will even be a thing, if if Twitter will even still be a thing, like what like what's gonna come next to where people are gonna mass migrate to and then communicate on that. Whatever that looks like, I'm curious to see. But that's a different conversation for another day. Um but uh <laughs> but yeah, I guess we should move on to the to another question. Yeah. Let's see. Um this isn't really a question, but it's from uh Black from Black Barbara Gordon. She says, not a question uh, but the Discord has been with me through my ups and downs since last year. I just completed my first day of teaching at community college, and today and today was the Yay. first day of my third, don't be like me, don't be like me, kids, uh, Yeah, of our third day of, of our third masters. Holy shit. Um, I'm super happy and content with how life is going, and the Discord is the reason why. Um, it's moments like that that I think keeps me wanting to foster and make communities for people like us. For other queer yep. folk because of things like that like that's the kind of stuff that motivates me to want to continue to advocate for us and to like create a space to where people can be themselves and for them to thrive and i love that so
1: also barbara we're both teaching right now Ooh, yeah. yeah i just started back up with improv teaching so mm-hmm. uh an d- in- intense three houses feels mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna steal the other improv students
0: <laughs> um let's see um uh, this one's from Thirteen Arium Sulfate. He, uh, they say, um, "What's one show slash event that you remember but feels like a weird fever dream, like it may have never happened?" For example, mine's this cartoon that I could have sworn was on Magoozi, but all I can remember is is one scene where an anthropomorphic fish with an afro threw a harpoon, and it was like the javelin was my event. <laughs> was it was like <laughs> the javelin was my event, <laughs> like. That is such a crazy weird thing. Um, I do remember Magoozy. I, I forget what shows Cartoon Block that was.
1: I don't remember Muguzi Um at all. Yeah,
0: I forget which which networks that's what that block was for.
1: It was Cartoon. Oh wait, I do remember Magoozy. What the
0: fuck? There's a Cartoon Network. Oh, that was was that was that like the kids version? Like the, like for younger kids before Toonami? Yeah, I guess. So. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, Fever Dream. Um, what felt like a fever dream
1: um what the f- this is like unlocking just fucking ben 10 was yeah. on it could name code next door code lyoko Crypt of the super dog uh Mega's xlr oh damn naruto and one piece were in here some pokemon oh
0: what that was fuck? that when that four kids dub for, for oh amazing. that oh, four oh, kids gonna oh, they- get a, get a get them <laughs> that different up. anime you mean
1: yeah <laughs> completely different anime um uh, for me, I think it's also young, all of the MTV liquid television shit. Yeah. Cause like, I think cause it's like, I was too young to really remember and understand it, but it's just like lots of intense visual things. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as the Utena movie, which I had, was not that long ago, but the end of the, the ending of the Utena movie is so buck wild that I was just
0: like, what is, what the fuck is, what right. is, how is this real? Right. Um, I guess for me, like what kind of felt like a fucking fever dream? Um, I guess like... Huh. I'm trying to. I'm really, I'm really trying to think, because I feel like half of my life is a fucking fever dream. Um, I guess like anything, like the the Sega Dreamcast era feels kind of like a like a fever dream in general for me. Oh, Cause absolutely, like, like I like I miss when Sega was fucking weird. Like uh-huh. weird Sega was my fa Is my favorite Sega. Like Space Channel Five, Rocket, Pen Pen Tri Salon, like all yep. of that, all of that fucking weird shit that Sega made. Sea Man, like all that shit, like that specific period of time felt like an intense fever dream because, like, no company would would make that shit today because everyone is so risk adverse. Like, they wouldn't do it. Nobody would do it. I guess that's what I would say.
1: Man, I forgot about Pen Pen Tri Salon.
0: That's that's oh, a God. weird fucking game.
1: Ten pen pen tri i remember like blue stinger which is like a terrible third person mm-hmm. shooter game that was like launch or close to launch title um yeah uh let's see what we got what we got oh uh bunny asks how has ruben taken the no more spidey and mcu news since i know he is a fellow spidey fan um it's fine like the thing i come down with that is just like i love spider-man and spider-man tom holland mcu spider-man stuff has been really really yeah. good I think both uh, Homecoming and Far From Home, um, someone made a joke that the next movie is going to be homeless, <laughs> um, is, I think both those movies are great. I think uh, as much as I liked Far From Home, I think Far From Home fell into um, a trap that the MCU has, which is everything has to be gigantic yeah. scale. And I think what I liked about Homecoming was that it was more like, I think I think Spider-Man can have those big adventures, and most of his movies have been that because they've mostly been Avengers mm-hmm. things, but I think Spidey's best when he's like neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah. The the absolute the still I think the absolute best Spider Man scene is the fucking we were quoting it in New York constantly. They're like, "Hey Spider Guy, yeah, like, Hey, like, hey Spider Man,
0: do a backflip, do a backflip, back yeah!" yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> like, cause that's such a that to me is is a hundred percent like like just. Pete running around New York like hanging out with New Yorkers and how fucking weird and cool New Yorkers are I fucking love New Yorkers um, uh, and I hope that we get back to more of that and I hope that like untethering Peter from the MCU and how the MCU tends to be like gigantic scale helps that happen um, you know that said it's like I don't. My, my thing's always like it's very obvious to me it's two corporations yeah. fighting with each other and And as far as I can tell what I would, what I would guess Disney weaponizing the fan base to put pressure on Sony. Like that's what, maybe that's not what happened, but it definitely felt like Disney was like, Hey, we're going to fucking, we're going to talk about this. And then people are going to get mad at Sony for no reason because fucking fans off. Don't understand the business aspects of that stuff most of the time. I don't, I don't have access to like the information, but either way, it's just like, again, we talk about this all the time about identifying via your consumerism. Like, why? Why are you? Why are you standing for these corporations that don't give a fuck about right. you? Right. Like
0: I. Like like if my my feeling on the whole thing, like I think that it sucks because I think like a lot of people really. It's like yes, like we're finally getting like Spider Man movies done, like done with like Marvel having like a big, like having like a big hand in it. Like it's being done in a way that I think a lot of people really like. They're done really well. They're care- like they're cared for. And all that stuff, so, like, I get, I get that piece of it. But like the web, like as much as that sucks in terms of like, you know, just like how we love seeing Spider-Man in an End Game and what, and all the other movies or whatever. But like, yeah, but, like, pe- like, I don't, like, I don't, I've never understood people like getting so up in arms, and they're like, I'm gonna fucking like find the email address of people that of like random people that work for marvel or disney and like and dox them because my favorite show is going away or whatever i've I've never i never i've never understood that like i i hate that like i hate that so much and like i i wish they they were able to come to some sort of an agreement to where like spidey could still thrive in that same environment and be and be treated with that same care not to say that it's not possible for there to be a good spider-man movie that's not tied into the MCU because like, because, uh, into the Spider-Verse isn't tied to that at all. Like it's, yeah, po- it's possible my, to, like both things, both things can exist. So
1: my hope is that they've laid down enough of a foundation yeah. and a good enough creative team behind the movies that have happened that like the f- future Spider-Man movies will feel not necessarily similar, but feel just as good and just as cared for. They just won't involve MCU. And yeah, man would have been cool f- to see the fucking Spider-Man Wolverine mm-hmm. team up or some yeah. shit. We, we know uh the uh, spider-man deadpool whatever the fuck you know any of that stuff yes totally yeah. the nerd in me yes would love that but at the same time i'm just like you know what? i don't uh, it's fine yeah like i i can be upset that 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 uh, so the, the real victim here again is the ability for these characters that technically all exist in the same universe the same comic book universe can't Play together. We can't have interesting stories. Literally, commercially can't make these stories yeah. happen because of dumb bullshit corporations right. wanting to own ideas that were made by other people. At this right. point, you know, um, like that's that's the thing that sucks. Yeah, and I I don't I don't trust I don't trust Disney from uh, oh, no. uh from a like they what was it? There was something at the D twenty three conference where they like, were talking about like I don't know if it was Jack Kirby or one of the original Marvel like. uh uh, comics creators and they called them a disney legend and i was like hold up like that's That's not they never worked for disney they were marvel and that that to me just like that's that it's like this revisionist history Mm -hmm. of making everything be under disney that is really fucking really like sleazy to me um that's that shit i don't like that's that shit i don't like um so yeah to me the the victim here is that we won't get cool stories because of shitty corporations right. um but we can still get cool stories they just won't have the freedom to do what the fuck they want with them unfortunately right. which yeah. is sad um let's see next uh, do, 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 do. quarter moose asks uh, what's your favorite kind of dessert to just eat way too much of um i, lo- I love ice cream
0: i mean I ice mean, cream's like my fucking like, favorite
1: <laughs> you saw me go crazy about sauce in new we, york
0: oh but but it was so good
1: It It was was so so good, good. and that lady who gave us a soft serve—oh my god, she was the
0: best. She She was was the best. best. Um, Yeah, I do. I do love ice cream. Um, I depend. Like, I was cool on the soft serve that we had there, but I usually have to like take a lactose pill before I have ice cream um, because I am lactose intolerant. But it kind of depends. But I usually just take it just to be on the safe side. Um, but I, I will fuck up some ice cream. Um, I, but my the dessert that I love a whole lot is um, or two. I love tart desserts, so I love a key lime mm. pie and I love Ooh. a lemon bar. Like the oh, like yeah, I love it. And Brandon it? makes both, and they gets you a man that yeah, can do both. And he can absolutely do both. Um, yeah, they're so <laughs> so 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 good. Um,
1: I might be lactose intolerant. I'm just discovering this. I need to keep a food you, diary, like a food so, journal. So, I mean,
0: when you... You have some self-serve, and then you're on that fucking toilet for three hours, and he's like... Then you might be... Black person's intolerant. That's...
1: I just need to like next time I eat some lactose anything I need to be like how long until I have a terrible shit like what is like what happens because um, I just I think I'm just like I'm not remembering I'm just eating mm-hmm. cheese and, and, and milk things and just being like oh no my I have to use the bathroom immediately and not correlating the right. two things um, all right this is okay, like this is where the discord turns dark <laughs> y'all um, King Lupa asks who do you think is going to ask the most cursed question this week which the answer is obviously Professor Litwick who comes in <laughs> fuck Mary kill chester cheetah tony the tiger or garfield this is easy kill garfield fuck chester cheetah marry tony the tiger
0: yep that's that's yeah absolutely
1: you you know chester's on some yeah. drugs and he's gonna be hard for like 28 hours yeah. straight. look <laughs> like you know do you know chester's on yeah, some he, shit garfield there's nothing redeeming about no. garfield he's terrible tony the tiger he takes care yeah. of you He's got breakfast for you every morning. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's he's constantly uh, he he just he wants you to be a better you. He's like go outside and play some soccer. Like go out, have an active lifestyle. Uh, he's just very supportive always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, King Lupa would fucking Chester Cheetah make your dick orange? <laughs> yes, it would. Next question.
0: <laughs> um, the next one is even more Y'all cursed. This-
1: shit gets so off the rails uh let's see uh fuck mary kill snap crackle pop i don't know which. i'm shit. gonna run away all these white guys look yeah. the same
0: <laughs> i'm i'm so, running away uh
1: let's see uh, there's a question here from professor litwick rich uh, oh this is like we've kind of had this maybe which rpg slash shooter team role tank dps healer support debuff etc do you typically main and how do you think you emulate or stray from that role in your everyday life um Um, mm.
0: me um dps because i'm an aggressive bitch i'll fight i'm I'm always ready to fight um and also like support because i'm like I'm, i'm also ready to fight but i'm also ready to like give you that like emotional support and push you need to be your very best
1: it's funny because I play opposite to myself so frequently like I play tank a lot because um, I think I spend so much of my daytime having to be cerebral and thinking about things very carefully that being a tank I'm like I'm just in here to take damage and fuck shit up and like not have to really think about it or play this too tactically. I'm just like I'm just here to bust in um, so I play tank a lot what's up diva mm-hmm. um, when games have debuff. Like when I was playing Magic for a while, I played uh, black blue decks all the time. Which, if you play Magic, blue is control, and it, really playing blue just means that you're trolling, like real bad. Because control is all about keeping your opponent from being able to do things they normally would be able to do, yeah. like making them discard most of the cards in their hand, yeah. um, just shit that is literally just made to make the other person furious. Yeah. Uh, so when I can play roles like that, because again, like I, I, most of the time. I don't get to indulge in being a troll and being petty. Um, I mean, I get to engage in being petty yeah. some, uh, but, but I don't get to engage in that sort of behavior very frequently. So I think in games, I enjoy playing those types. Um, ooh, let's see. We got one from, let's see. We got one from Holly. You're DJing the party of the year. What are the three? Also, Holly came by and said, hey, at yeah. FlameCon. Thank, Thank you, Holly, you. by the way. Uh, you're DJing the party of the year. What are the three anime opening songs on your playlist? Ooh, I'll let you um, go first. Um, ooh, this is hard because it's like every JoJo
2: opening oh, yeah. song.
1: But I don't know. If I have to choose one, it, it's either going to be between uh, Fighting Gold from part five or Blade Stream from part two. It's one of those two. Um, uh, uh, th- mm, man, uh, Gurren Lagans mm-hmm. opening. Sora Days is just the dopest. Mm-hmm. Uh, kill a kill, kill, ambiguous by Gardenia, mm-hmm. is like a big like those are like those are the three ones I immediately thought of. There's like so many more. Yeah,
0: um, the Kimitsu no Yaba opening slaps so, slaps so hard. Um, fuck, darling and the Franks, but that intro song slaps. Um, and oh, oh, kiss, kiss of death, yeah, yeah kiss of that death. That song fucking, sla- when that when that
1: fucking literal slap yeah, comes that in, that song is real song? good.
0: Mm-mm, um. Mm-mm. And um, um, that Kanabun opening for Naruto that that I think that silhouette is the one you're thinking of by Kanabun, yeah,
1: which is really, really good. That
0: first Boruto opening song is real good, too. Mm-hmm. That song is real good y'all there's not
1: that this I, I wouldn't put it for a dj thing because it's not a djing song but the opening i didn't watch it but um domestic girlfriend which like sounds like some drama-ish mm-hmm. show real quick the plot of that show i guess is a uh, high schooler i believe is in love with i think one of the other characters mm-hmm. it's either his teacher or one of the other girls and then he's just like but that's not gonna happen so he has sex with a different girl And then his dad gets remarried and his dad like who I guess his dad, like the lady he marries, her daughters are both of those girls. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, shit, this is about to get messy. The opening theme to that song, if you want to hear a vocalist, go for it. Just fucking leave it all out like on the microphone. I got to send that song to you. It is her vocals. Just I can't remember her name. Minami, maybe vocals are insane. Uh, Very good. Uh, let's see um, do you want to do one more and then wrap it up because we're almost at two hours oh we're yeah. almost there uh, fuck Mary, kill claude edelgard dimitri again to me easy uh, fuck claude kill dimitri marry
0: edelgard um, yeah for me it's, uh, it's switched just a little bit um, fuck edelgard marry claude and kill dimitri as long as we're both killing yeah. dimitri because he's a cop yeah. yeah dimitri's a cop and fuck that um and on that note i think (laughs) that is gonna do it for us this week um thank you guys so much for just bearing with us and hanging out with us um it's been we've (laughs) when we don't post an episode for i know we've just had such a crazy schedule so we haven't been able to record as often as possible um but we really appreciate you guys sticking it out with us um and where can they find you ruben
1: you guys can find me at Rubots, R-O-O-B-O-T-S, on Twitter, most other places. Sometimes it's with a Z instead of an S because someone took the S already. But I don't think really on anything I use that often. So just that. Also, you can listen to my pod, my comedy podcast, uh, You're Welcome to Hollywood, that I do with two of my friends. Um, listen to that. It's really, really dumb. We, we make up a movie screenplay every week based off an audience suggestion.
0: Yeah, um, listen to that show. That shit is so good, my boy.
1: And I'll be at SPX. My boy is so
0: funny. Also, thank you, DJ. Also, that's a show where I definitely would
1: say, like, I think for the most part, I try to make sure that like we in general try to be chill. But I'm sure that we have
0: said some like problematic fave shit on that show. So heads up. Yeah, like yeah, good good for the content. uh, The content warning. Um, and yeah, you guys are going to be up at the in the Baltimore, Maryland area for SPX.
1: Yeah, me and Aaron will be at SPX. Yep. So if you're out of SPX, come by say hi.
0: Um, and just one quick little announcement. Um, the the hardcover edition of Black Mage got officially announced today. I mean, oh, your boy's got a pre order. Yeah, pre order that shit. I gave. Oh, I got it. I got it in yeah, already. I, I gave Ruben that pre order link a couple of days early. Uh, Oni done hit me with a shipping ooh, charge, though. Yikes! Um <laughs> the shipping was a little ooh, bit <laughs> yikes. Um but yeah, um go to Onipress.com and you should see Black Mage Hardcover Edition right there on the front. Um the book will be available in stores October 29th. It'll be shipping from Oni's uh, warehouses for the hardcover edition and softcover, I believe, on the 30th. So um again, like in advance, thank you for your support. You guys are amazing. We love you very much. And we will see y'all next time. Bye bye. My voice is cracking like I'm in puberty all over again. Oh my god! All my pens are like not right. Aren't Aren't you an artist? I know. Aren't you an artist? Why don't you have pens?
1: Aren't you an artist?
0: Why don't you have
1: when, pens? Why don't your pens work? You're an artist.
0: Yeah. Why? Where are your pens?
1: What's? Are
0: they in your you're butt? Not, where are your pens? I don't think you're a real artist <laughs> with your butt pens. You know, that's the thing. I hate when people are like, "Oh, let's play Pictionary," and like, "Oh, I want DJ to be on my team because he's an artist." I'm like, no, n- no. No. I'm. A, but, I, the no. moments when I'm like, I'm just gonna draw. I'm just gonna draw bad I'm penises. I'm gonna draw <laughs> dicks. Just gotta draw dicks. Like that, you can figure it out. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't do it. Not a fan of. That. Fuck out of here. Fuck that. Get out of my chat. All right. Oh my god! Get the <laughs> fuck out of my chat. Wow, they they really went off. All right, are you? They did go off. Um, are you? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm good. Go. All right, let's get back to it in three, two.